You ready to get into God's word? You ready for part three, hallelujah, of the series called Sound Effects. Sound Effects, hallelujah. My God, hallelujah. I hope you're ready. Amen. I want to teach on today. Glory to God. I believe this is the kind of word, hallelujah, that if you take it seriously, it can change the trajectory of your life. Amen. Hallelujah. With that being said, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and grab your, your Bible, your iPad, your phone. As long as those devices have Bible apps, pull them out right now. Open up to the book of Daniel, the third chapter. Daniel in chapter number three. I'm going to begin reading out of verse number five. I believe it's verse number five. Hallelujah. I'm going to use this text as a backdrop, as a launching pad, hallelujah, as a runway to take off from today. Amen. And we're going to see how, how the Lord leads us and how far we get today. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, because I'm not reading one through four, let me just put a little backdrop on this. King Nebuchadnezzar has created a statue. Amen. And he wants everybody to give reverence to that statue. Amen. But there is something particular that he establishes is going to be the cue for the people to bow. And that's what I want to extract from the text today. Hallelujah. That I believe is going to be a blessing to you. Amen. So watch what he says here in verse 5. That at what time you hear the sound. In other words, he tells the people, when you hear the sound of the cornet, when you hear the flute, when you hear the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of what? And all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the what? Heard the sound of the coronet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, and all kinds of music. All the people, the nations... And the languages, it's a picture of the world today, fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Wherefore at that time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, has made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the coronet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, and the dulcimer, watch this, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that he should be cast in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. And then he names them. The enemy knows your name. Well, let me, let me put it another way. He knows the names of worshipers. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury, hallelujah. Because when you don't 
bow down to this world, hell gets mad. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and his fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if you be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, here we go again, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, and the dulcimer, watch this, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if you worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you? That's him. <laughs> God, help me in here. Next verse. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. We, we, we ain't scared. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou has set up. Next verse. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. Ooh, your worship will put you in some heated situations. <laughs> when you don't compromise, your worship will put you in heated situations. But I want to go somewhere today. I want you to notice because it kept mentioning it over and over and over again in the text. There was something that was being used to signal the people to bow. It was a cue that was going to let them know to bow and it was music when you hear the music bow when you hear the music bow I want to talk to you for a little while under the subject we bow only to one we bow only to one let's go to the Lord in prayer father in Jesus name we bless you we give you glory praise and adoration We'll do anything for your glory, God. And so have your way in this place and minister to your people in a powerful way tonight. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen and amen. Glory to God. We hear the word music so much, right? Uh, but do you know what music means? Did you know that the word music comes from the word muse? Muse meaning to control your thoughts. To control your thoughts or, watch this, to get you to think. So when we're talking about music, we're talking about an element that is used to control the way people think. Are you in this place? I would dare say that music can be more powerful than speech. Watch this, because oftentimes you will remember what was sung over what was said. I said, oftentimes you will remember what was sung over something that was 
said. As a matter of fact, hallelujah, people integrate music in our learning. Amen. I'm going to be honest in here. I think that if, if it wasn't for the music of the ABCs, I would probably still fumble a couple of those letters around. I wonder if I got up off this altar and just ran around this place to a couple of you and said, oh, what comes before R? You would probably have to revert to the song. You are <laughs> Just to help you remember because you'll remember that which was sung over that which was said. Are we telling the truth today or what? Can I submit to you, hallelujah, that corporations are using music to influence you whether you know it or not. When you enter that department store, hallelujah, and start looking at all those clothes, there's going to be music playing in that place. And you think, oh, that's nice that they're just playing music so I can be entertained while I shop. That's not why they're playing music. They're playing specific kinds of music in order to influence your mind, not just to shop, but to continue shopping. The idea is to help you spend more money than you want to spend. Are you hearing what I'm saying in here? Oh, God, hallelujah. Now, I, I would urge all of you shoppers, especially the ladies in here, to, to, to take heed to what I am saying. Because you, you ain't going to testify, and you're probably not going to be honest, so let me just be transparent in here. I have been, hallelujah, the subject of going into a place to shop and allow the music, watch this, to convince me into making a dumb decision. Because there are some things that you will try on when a certain kind of music is playing. That, that you, you're not going to talk back to me today, but I'm going to just be real in here. Hallelujah. So they, there, there I am in the closing store, and you're hearing. <laughs> and so I grabbed this, I grabbed this jacket that's, watch this, hallelujah, fluorescent yellow. And, and while I'm hearing, and I'm looking at myself with the jacket on, everything is all right. Hallelujah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> And then I get home. <laughs> and the music's not on anymore. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, it don't feel the same as it did in the store. I don't know if it's the lighting. And then my wife comes in and says, what in the world do you have on? You look like a highlighter. Yeah. And so I, while, that sounds very, while that sounds very humorous, if you're not careful, music will influence you into making some bad decisions. Are you in this place, church? Hallelujah. You know, you often, uh, hopefully you haven't been to the casinos, but if you've ever been to Atlanta City, whether it was just to do something else, amen, and happen to pass by the casinos, you're going to notice that there's always a jingle that's playing in the casino. And it's not necessarily a song. It's, it's a, a particular kind of sound that they put on, watch this, in an attempt to hypnotize you to continue to put money in that machine. And I don't know if you've ever been there, but I've been there, had to get out there in like about five minutes, had to get out, hallelujah, because it's this weird sound like... And people, you see people, you see it in their eyes. <laughs> Hypnotized. I said all that to say that music has power. Are you in this place? Music has power. 
You'll remember what was sung over what was said. Did you not know that the longest book in the Bible are songs? I said the longest book in the Bible is the book of Psalms. And the book of Psalms is a book of songs. And most people will quote Psalms before they quote anything else. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because it's easier to remember something when it's in a song than when it is not. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, how many of you in this place know that music is the only element on the earth, watch this, that does not have his origin on the earth? Music is the only thing we have on the earth that was not made on the earth. You better hear what I'm saying because most everything that you see was created or made here on the earth. But music is the only thing that's on the earth but was not made on the earth. Now, that's a powerful statement because what that allows me to know, because, you know, I hear people say this all the time when I try to minister to them about music that they don't want to stop listening to. So when I talk to them, they'll say something like, nah, it's just a song, you know, it's neutral or, or, or it's natural. Can I help you in here? It's not natural and it's not neutral. Music is spiritual. I said music is spiritual. How do I know that? Because of the statement I just made. Because it existed in heaven before it ever existed on the earth. And so watch this. Music has spiritual implications. It does matter what you listen to. Are you in this place, church? Hallelujah. God created music. I ain't getting that one amen right there. Hallelujah. God didn't only create music, just in case you didn't know, your God sings. Oh, man. No, I know you sing, and I know the worship team sings, and I know that we sing praises unto God. But if you ever read Zephaniah, the book of Zephaniah says that God sings over us. Whoa, and I don't know about you, but that blesses my soul. Hallelujah. That sometimes God is singing over me. I can only imagine what that would sound like. Amen? Hallelujah. So understand that God created music. So music is God's. Now let me mess you up in here. There is no devil's music. I hear people say that too. That's the devil's music. Let, let me just submit to you that there is no devil's music. Music originated with God. The devil can't create Are you hearing what I'm saying? All he could do is corrupt. So he takes something that was created and he corrupts it. Are you in this place, church? Now, just in case you don't know, Satan was, wasn't always Satan. Let me, let me build the foundation here. He used to be Lucifer. And he was, watch this, the chief musician in heaven. He headed up the choir in the heavenlies. He was in charge of music. His responsibility was atmosphere. I said his responsibility was atmosphere. And he was amazing at it. Now you have to, I don't have time to go to Isaiah 14. I don't have time to go to Ezekiel right now. You go to those books when you have a chance, hallelujah, so you can hear about how God equipped this angel to lead worship in heaven. Uh, he was uh, different than most angels. The Bible says, watch this, that he was the angel of light, that he was the anointed 
cherub of God. And the word anointed there in the Hebrew is speaking about an expanding anointing. It was, it was an anointing that kept growing. Are you hearing what I'm saying in here? And so watch this. And he was, watch this, the angel that covereth. Are you with me so far? If that wasn't enough, the Bible goes on to say about this particular angel, watch this, Lucifer, that he was one of, if not the prettiest. In that, watch this, he had rubies and sapphires and onyx and diamonds and gold built into him. Could you imagine that? And if that wasn't enough, the Bible goes on to say that he had pipes. He had pipes built into him. And so, I mean, could you imagine it? Uh, every time he moved, it was a sound. God, help me in this place. Hallelujah. And so watch this. You have to understand this very carefully. He was the angel of light. That means that light emanated from him. Not only did light emanate from him, but understand that he had rubies and diamonds and onyx and sapphires. So that means that these jewels came in colors, right? Red, green, blue. And so could you imagine... The light show. If light emanates from him and he has onyx and rubies and sapphires, when the light shone through him, you saw the red light, the blue light, and the green light. You know, it's amazing to me because you got people in the world that are saying, I don't know why the word, the, the church using all them lights uh, because, you know, they just imitating the world. No, we're not. That originated in heaven. If anything, the world is imitating Watch it. Imagine the light show coming through Lucifer when he made a sound. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so watch this. He was the minister of music in heaven. And when iniquity was found in him, the Bible says he got shot. To make a long story short, he got shot down from heaven. And so watch this. This is what you have to understand. He lost his position, but he didn't lose his gift. Because the gifts of God... Are irrevocable. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God gives them without repentance. Are you following what I'm saying? So he lost his position, but he didn't lose his gift. Only problem now is, watch this, he's no longer the minister of music in heaven, but he's the minister of music on the earth. And he's trying to control the music industry in the world. Are you in this place? You don't have to be in the church to be a minister of music. You could be in the world and your music is ministering to somebody. Oh, God. Are you in this place, church? Watch this. How, how many of you remember somebody by the name of Montel Jordan? This is how we do it. Yeah, y'all know it now. You remember that song, right? Hallelujah. Well, just in case you didn't know, Montel Jordan is a worship leader now. Let me quote something that he said, hallelujah. They asked Montel, when did, the, when did the change begin to take place? And he said, my change began to take place, watch this, because I saw that as much as I loved music, music couldn't love me back. He said, as much as I loved music, music couldn't love me back. But I learned that the one who created it, he can love me. And the wife he blessed me with, she can love me. And the kids I got blessed with, they can love me. But the music itself, as much as I, it didn't matter how hard I tried to love it, it could not love 
me back. And that was the beginning of my transformation. Ooh, God, help me in here. Music only has one purpose. Now, I know you're in here. Don't look at me funny. I don't care if you're a major in music and you have six degrees in music. Hallelujah. I'm telling you right now, it only has one purpose. And that purpose originated in heaven where it was created. And that purpose, watch this now, was to worship. I'm getting sporadic hand claps. Hallelujah. So I'm going to help you now. Watch this. I said it was created for worship. So watch this. It is, it is its single purpose. So watch this. Whenever music is happening, worship is taking place. Now, I want, I want to submit to you that you cannot separate its original intent. Hallelujah. What you need to understand is that the only thing that changes is the content and what you worship. But when music is happening... Worship is also happening. Uh-oh. It's getting quiet in here. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When we're talking about worship, here's the bottom line. When we're talking about music, here's, there, music to me is, is, is the battlefield. And, and specific songs are the weapons we are using in that battlefield. And what is taking place, watch this. When music is happening, is a war for your affection. I said a war for your affection. If I had time, and I do not, I will take you to Matthew chapter 4 when Satan takes Jesus, hallelujah, up on a high mountain. Remember when he tempts Jesus? First he tempts him with bread, and we know about that. Hallelujah, man, should not live by bread alone. But at the end, at the end, we find out what it's really about, what it's really about. Watch this. Satan takes him to a high place, and he says, listen, if you worship me. Because watch this, he was in charge of worship in heaven, but he got shot down when he wanted worship. But ever since then, he still wants worship. And so understand that when music is being played, there is a battle for your affection taking place. Satan wants your affection, and God wants your affection. And Satan is happy, watch this, with the fact that even if you don't give him your affection, as long as you don't give it to God. He will be okay. Because I'm going to be real blunt in here. He don't like you at all. Because you took his position. You have to understand what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Now God delights in your worship. We worship God in spirit and in truth now. And watch this. I don't care if he got pipes built in and gems and he could do it better than you. He is mad. Because God likes our song now. Are you in this place, church? Hallelujah. Now, watch this. I heard somebody say this. I thought it was pretty powerful. Hallelujah. And this is what he said. I believe he was a man of God. I heard it not too long ago. He said, after 60 seconds, your left brain shuts down. Speaking science, speaking genetically, just in case you don't know, if you study it out, go study it out for yourself. I challenge you, you use uh, different parts of your brain, left brain versus the right brain, hallelujah. And watch this now, just in case you didn't know, your left brain is the part of your brain that is analytical. It is the part of your brain that solves problems. 
It is the part of your brain that will say 2 plus 2 equals 4. It is the part of your brain that, 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 that calculates. It, it, it looks for solutions. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The right part of your brain, watch this, is different. It is creative. It is where your memory it is, where your memory is. It's talking about long term. It's where your dreams and your aspirations are. It's where your belief system comes from and your passion. So listen to me one more time. After 60 seconds of listening to music, your left brain shuts down. It shuts down. So watch this. After one minute of listening to music, there is no analytical thought processes that are taking place. And everything now is being dumped into right brain. Where your creativity is at. Where your memory is at. Are you in this place? Hallelujah. If you're blessed, shout glory. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not even Bible. This is science. Amen. So you don't just think I'm coming at you with the word. I'm coming at you with some serious information. Amen, somebody. I found something else out that I thought was very interesting. Watch this. There's a hospital in Canada that performs one of the riskiest surgeries that exists today on a part of the body called the femur. Called the femur. It's connected to the thighs right around here somewhere. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They say that it's the riskiest surgery because the anesthesia alone for this kind of operation is powerful enough to kill the patient. And so it is super risky because you can die just from the anesthesia. Forget about the surgery. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So a bunch of doctors and scientists got together to determine if there was an alternative. And I was blown away to find out what their alternative was. So let me tell you what it is. Watch this. They determined that if we make the patient listen to 15 minutes of Borak classical music, they will only require... Half the anesthesia. So watch this. Making them listen to a certain kind of music for a certain amount of time numb them. Which allows you to know that music has the power to numb you. So don't sit there and look at me funny and tell me that you can listen to any kind of music you want and it will not affect you. You are deceiving yourself. Music has power. Are you in this place, church? Ooh. Oh, Pastor, you don't understand. I don't even be listening to the words. I just like the beat. Can I assure you that while you like the beat, you are ingesting the words? I said you are in jail. This is why you can walk into a place, and you better, you better not act cute in church tonight. You can walk into a place, and a song come on. And if you are under it long enough, you start mouthing off the words of that song. And the word, watch this, the song could be 25 years old. And you may have not even heard it. In 20 years, but the minute it comes on, you remember not only the words, it transports you back in time to a place where that word, where that song meant something. God help me in here. To you, come on, somebody. It's a mess. Sometimes I'm blown away. I'll hear a song, and listen, I'm 47 years old. I'll hear a song that's old. 
I'm talking about 40 years old. And I can still remember most of the words of that song I haven't heard in a long time. Because music is that powerful. Are you hearing what I'm saying? My God, have mercy in here. Three men in this particular story said we are not bowing down when we hear the music. Because we only bow to one. Amen, somebody. You got to watch out. Watch this, what you listen to. Amen? God help me in here. Jay-Z is not Jehovah. I don't care if he starts his song by saying, hallelujah, I'm the J to the H to the O to the V to the A. I'm Jehovah God, MC. Listen, put your hands up and everybody's in the club putting their hands up. You know what you're doing? Oh, you don't hear me. Hallelujah. Jay-Z is not God. Jay-C. He is. And Jay-Z is going to bow one day to Jay-C. My prayer is that he bows now. Because whether you bow now or you bow later, you are going to bow. Every knee is going to bow. And every tongue confess that J.C. <laughs> is Lord. And they're going to put their hands up. If you're blessing here, shout glory. The word sing, watch this, is mentioned in the Bible 400 times. And 50 of those times, it's a command. God's not saying, please sing. He says, sing. Sing unto the Lord. <laughs> Are you in this place? Hallelujah. Sing unto the Lord. And let me just, let me just say this real quickly. Hallelujah. Uh, so that you don't get this twisted. Hallelujah. He's not saying sing to me because he needs you to, he needs to hear you singing so that he can feel better about himself. He's, he's not telling you to sing to him because uh, some encouragement right now because I'm a little bit down and out. Let me help you in here. He's not telling you to sing for him. He's telling you to sing for you. God, help me in here. Hallelujah. Because there's something that happens to you when you worship. I said there's something that happens to you when you praise God. I mean, when you really praise God. Do I got anybody in here who knows what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. Woo. He's not prone to melancholy. It's for you. Now let me ask you a question in here. For those of you who know that your temple is the body, your temple is, the, is your, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, right? And that your God lives inside of you. Let me ask you a question. What kind of music have you been forcing the God who lives in you to listen to? <laughs> I said, what kind of music have you been forcing the God who lives inside of you to listen to because everything everything you're listening to is entering in and he dwells in this house are you blessed in here music has power and power and power needs a source are you hearing what i'm saying in here 
Hallelujah. Can I take it a little deeper? All right. And let me tell you something you need to know about music. A long time ago, I shared a little bit about music, and I think I, I shared this with you. But this is good for you to listen to if, if you never heard it. Watch this. There are three parts of music that you need to understand. Amen. Number one is all music consists of these three things. Number one is melody. Number two is rhythm. And number three is lyrics. Melody, rhythm, lyrics. Melody, rhythm, lyrics. Are you in this place? Watch this. Melody affects your emotions. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The, 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 the sound, the melody affects your emotions. Amen. If I have somebody in the back right now, put on Rocky. Don't act cute in here. If I had them put on Rocky and you start hearing, I don't care who you are in this place. After a little while of that, something's going to start happening inside of you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, I'm old school. You're going to know right now how old school I am. But I remember I grew up watching The Incredible Hulk. But I'm talking about the original. I'm talking about Lou Ferrigno. I'm talking about, I don't know if you, I don't know. I, hope some, I need somebody to help me out here. You remember, hallelujah, he would be at the end of the movie. I don't know if it was at the end or the beginning or the beginning and the end. He, he would see him walking down the street. And then they would play this song. Bling, 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 bling. You know what I'm talking about? And I remember just sitting there going, oh my God, I feel so sad right now. For him. Bling, bling, bling. Bling, 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 bling. And you feel so sad because the melody affects your emotions. It will affect your feelings. You need to understand that. And so you need to understand that if there is any song that is affecting the way you feel, that song has power over you. I said it has power over you. Now, let's talk about the rhythm. The rhythm affects your will. I just like the beat. But that beat can affect your will. It'll, it'll set the mood, watch this now, for your next action. Are you hearing? God help me in here. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And any song that influences your actions has power over you. Are you in this place, church? And the third one is the lyrics. The lyrics affect your mind. I said they affect your mind. We talked about it a little bit already, right? Left brain. It affects your mind. You cannot sit there and tell me that you ain't listening to the words. You, you can't ignore it. God, help me in here. You can't ignore, you listen to any song long enough, you are going to get the words. You're going to get the words. Hallelujah. It doesn't mean that you know exactly what the song is about all the time, because sometimes we'll sing the whole song and not even really know what the song is about. But we know all the words to the song. Sometimes I wonder when I hear somebody, do you really know what that song is about? What that song is really singing about? And referring to, are you blessed in here, church? 
And so watch this, just, you know, to, to hurry up. Any song that is affecting the way you think, any music that is affecting the way you think, has power over you. Now, most people don't want to admit that. Amen? Because they don't want to stop listening to it. But it has power over you. Now, I'm not saying, don't get me wrong in here. I'm not saying that every single thing you have, that you have to listen to has to be a hymn. What I am saying is that whatever you're listening to can't contradict him. Are you in this place, church? It might not have to be gospel, but it can't contradict the gospel. Are you blessed in here, church? Ooh, we ingest, we ingest them. Listen, I told you some time ago that music is the only thing that has the power to enter your soul, affect your behavior without your permission. Music can come in, watch this, and write messages on your heart, and you later wonder how those messages got there. But they got there through the power of music. We have a whole generation that is sexually confused because of people like Katy Perry, who sang a song that said, I kissed a girl, and I liked it. Oh, it's getting quiet now. Hallelujah. But I'm a preacher like I feel it. Watch this. And we might not want to admit it, but music has the power to affect your identity. And most people, hallelujah, who are not godly associate their identity to the music that they're listening to. It don't only affect their identity, it even affects the way they dress. God, help me in here, hallelujah. And how they carry them Sales. Are you in this place? So any song that influences your mind in any way is a song that has power over you. Amen? And so I said a moment ago that a minister of music doesn't necessarily have to be in church. As a matter of fact, I would dare say that some of us, if we're not careful, we make it real hard on our minister of music. Because his challenge or her challenge is that they have about 20 minutes. 20 minutes to combat, watch this, the 30 hours, according to statistics, that your other minister of music has been ministering to you. They're looking at me funny over here. Let me come over here. It feels safer on this side. Listen. Our minister of music has 20 minutes to combat the 30 hours of what the other minister of music was preaching to you through your earbuds. And then you wonder why in 20 minutes you're still having a hard time putting those hands up. God, help me in this place. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It takes God. Thank God for God. <laughs> Who can do it in 20 minutes. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But oftentimes, hallelujah, you want the minister of music, the worship leader, the preacher to do in an hour or fight against in one hour what you have been ingesting. 
for 30 hours in a week. Hallelujah, Jesus. You're doing all right? It's Wednesday night. Amen. Hallelujah. So watch this. My God. Whenever music is playing, worship is happening. Because worship comes from a word called worth-ship. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And if you're giving your worth to it, you are worshiping. Are you hearing this preacher? Hallelujah. My God. Now, watch this. I haven't even really got into the Bible yet. <laughs> Let me say something else that is not even Bible. Socrates. This is secularism. This is the secular mind. Watch this. Socrates once said, when the soul hears music, it drops its best guard. When the soul hears music, it drops its best guard, which is the guard of the heart. Are you hearing? This is why the Bible challenges you to guard your heart above all things. For out of it flow the issues of life. Close that door. You don't keep that door open so that anything could come in. You put a guard on that thing. But Socrates said that when music is playing, you drop the best guard, which is your heart. Oh my God, have mercy in this place. Hallelujah. Are you blessed in here? My God, hallelujah. Watch this. He, he went on to say that with music, it is possible to open a door in the heart of the listener. Once inside, the musician can either beautify the interior of that soul or desecrate the most holy of places. Watch this. Someone else was asked what he was feeling as he listened to a piece of music. And this is what he said. It feels like I'm flying on wings. And he said that with his eyes clamped shut. And his description points to another power music has. It has the power to transport us. It has the power to transport us. Amen. Music will take you somewhere <laughs> really fast. Amen. Hallelujah. You could be, listen, God help me in here. A lot, of, a lot of us, I pray, are delivered from our past. But you go ahead and hear a song. You go ahead and hear an oldie. And it will transport you back to a day in your past even to a situation or a dilemma or something that took place are you hearing what I'm saying here you know for us the worshipers we always sing take me to that place where right because we know the power of music it has the power to to take us there it has the power to transport us this is why he challenges us to draw nigh unto him. Amen, somebody. Watch this. Let me give you another quote. The great philosopher Plato, watch this, made the following comment about the effects of music. In order to take the spiritual temperature of an individual or a society, one must mark the music. Now, this ain't even a man of God. And it's amazing to me how some men who are not godly no music is spiritual. And people who are godly. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are trying to say that it's not. Amen. 
Show me 2 Chronicles 5.13. Now let me show you some Bible. You guys doing all right? 2 Chronicles 5.13. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm trying to get to this part. Watch this. Now this, is, this was at the dedication of Solomon's temple. It came even to pass as the trumpeteers and singers. What? Trumpeteers and singers. Musicians and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. In other words, they were doing it for the purpose it was intended, right? And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever, that then, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. So here you see a direct correlation, watch this, with the manifestation of his presence and music. There is a correlation with the manifest presence of God and music. According to that text, it's when the music was happening that then the place was filled with smoke. Oh, my God, help me in this place. And, and I don't know about you. We just sang it a moment ago. I want to be where he is. If you want to be where he is, you praise your way there. God, help me in here. You, you worship. Hallelujah. Until you find yourself there. I don't know what kind of music you're listening to. Hallelujah. I, I, I don't know what y'all listening to today because I, you know, I just ain't up on it. Somebody would have to school me. But, uh, you know, if you're listening to Usher, let me help you in here. Usher cannot usher you into the presence of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He cannot. God help me here. I'm trying. I'm trying. To make you understand what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. So let me give you some principles very quickly before we leave. I got about 14 minutes. Uh, let me give you some principles very quickly. Hallelujah. Number one. Number one. Uh, I don't have notes for you today, by the way. Sorry. Hallelujah. I didn't get a chance to do it. Amen. So I need you to grab your pen. Amen. Or at least get the CD. Number one. Music releases the power to remember and repent. When the people of God sing, the power to remember and to repent are released. Show me Deuteronomy 31 and 21. Let me put some substance under that. This is powerful. Deuteronomy 31 and verse number 21. This is God himself speaking. Hallelujah, Jesus. Watch this. Listen to this text. And it shall come to pass... When many evils and troubles are befallen them, that this song shall testify against them as a witness, for it shall not be forgotten out of the mouths of their seed. The song is going to be so powerful that even their babies are going to remember it. For I know their imagination which they go about even now before I brought them into this land which I swear unto them. So God is saying, watch this, because I know the rebellious nature of people, because I, I know that they have a tendency to stray away, I'm going to put a song in them. 
God, help me in here. I'm going to put a song in them that's so powerful that when they sing their song, even the babies, when they hear it, are going to remember the song. And I'm going to make them come back to me when they hear the song because it'll be a song that they never forget. And they'll walk away for 20 years, hallelujah, but they'll end up in a church service and they'll hear a song. And the song will... I said music has power. And so how does God plan to ambush his people in their rebellion with compassion? He's going to confront them with a song, the text says. He said the song will confront them. And they won't be able to forget it. Oh, that's powerful. That's so powerful. When I read this today, I almost did a cartwheel in my living room. Because it don't matter if my teenager is listening to some crazy stuff right now. As long as I make sure that in my house, the songs that are being played are the songs of Zion. That song will get in my child's help me in here and they go ahead and act a fool for a little while but it's a song they won't be able to forget and when God says now he'll use that song to lure him if I were you I wouldn't wait if I have a baby put a radio next to that baby hallelujah put the songs of Zion on in your kids bedroom make sure that worship is happening in your house 24 7 and you're going to see You're going to see the results of that because it has power. Hallelujah. This is a spiritual element. Hallelujah. This is not just tunes and beats. This was in in heaven before it was on the earth. Music has power. Oh, let me move. The second thing I want to tell you is watch this. Is that singing has the power to integrate us. Watch this now. To integrate us. You know, some people say, yeah, you know why? Y'all sing too many songs. Y'all need to preach more or sing less. And then some other people say, oh, yeah, I preach too long. Y'all need to sing more and, and preach less. And ultimately, it's all right because what we're trying to do is we're trying to integrate our hearts and our minds. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, and not for emotion's sake because that would be emotionalism. But let me give you a definition. C.S. Lewis Man of God, watch this, who used to be an atheist. C.S. Lewis said, praise is understanding what is true and then expressing it in song. Praise is understanding what is true and then expressing it in praise. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, God, have mercy in here. That's why we worship in spirit. And in truth, it's understanding something is true and then expressing it in our praise. Oh, God, have mercy. Hallelujah. So how do we express it? We express it through song. Show me Colossians 3, 16. Watch this. I just said that music has the power to integrate us. And many people, listen, uh, shows like Sesame Street are built around music. They use music to teach your child. Are you hearing what I'm saying in here? And so watch this. Hallelujah. Listen to what the word of God says. Because sometimes we read it loosely instead of reading it contextually. So let me show you. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. So the question right away for me is, all right, how do I do that? Because I want the word of God to dwell in me richly. 
but don't just tell me to do it. Show me how to do it, right? Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So how do I get the word of God to remain in me richly? God, help me in here. Hallelujah. Not just by hearing, this, but by hearing also in song. Listen to what it says. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Are you in this place, church? What have you been listening to? Let me give you the last principle real quick. Singing unleashes the power of God over demonic oppression. I said singing unleashes the power of God over demonic oppression. Show me second, oh God, show me 1 Samuel 16 and verse number 14. I ain't got time to read the whole thing. I got seven minutes. Hallelujah, Jesus. Watch this. Second Samuel, I mean 1 Samuel. There you go. Watch this. How many of you know this story? You know this story, hallelujah. The Bible says that King Saul had a spirit that was oppressing him. It was oppressed. Now, this was the king, watch this, who was a man of God, supposedly. You can sit here and act cute if you want to, but sometimes even you can be oppressed. God, help me in this place. And watch this. The Bible says that the spirit was oppressing him and that Saul's men, it was so bad that his men noticed that he was oppressed. And so his men came to him and they said, hey man, you know what you need? And I'm amazed that they knew this. You need, you need somebody who knows how to play some good music. <laughs> That's what they said. And he said, and he said, you know somebody? Because if you know somebody, bring them. And then one of them said, I know somebody. It's this little ruddy guy. His name is David. And watch this. He's a man of war and the Lord is with him. Well, what's going to make the difference? What's going to make the difference? The Lord is with him. Uh, not so much the tune, not so much the beat. The fact that the Lord is with him. So he said, bring this young man. And the Bible says, but the spirit of the Lord, what? Departed from Saul. Watch this. And an evil spirit, talking about the spirit of God, departed from Saul. And an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. That'll mess with your theology. Hallelujah. I wish I had time. Show me the next verse. And Saul's servant said unto him, Behold, now an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. Let our Lord now command thy servants which are before thee to seek out a man who is a cunning player on a harp, and it shall come to pass when the evil spirit from God is upon thee that he shall play with his hand. You better catch what I just say. He shall play with his hand. So it's not just the song you sing. As a matter of fact, when David gets there, he don't sing. He plays with his hands and demons. Hallelujah. Watch this. He shall play with his hand and thou shalt be well. Next verse. Watch this. And Saul said unto his servant, provide me now a man that can play well. He didn't just say he could play. He said he could play well. And bring him to me. Then answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen the son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is cunning and plain, and a mighty valiant man, and a man of war, and prudent in manners, and a comely person. And the Lord is with him. 
Wherefore Saul sent messengers unto Jesse and said, Send me David thy son, which is with the, with the sheep. And Jesse took an ass laden with bread and bottle of wine and a kid and sent them by David his son unto Saul. And David came to Saul and stood before him. And he loved him greatly and he became his armor bearer. And Saul sent to Jesse saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he hath found favor in my sight. And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul that David took a harp and played what? With his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well and the evil spirit departed from him. Watch. So when a consecrated song came from a consecrated man, spirits had to flee. So, so what's the inference? So then if you got an unconsecrated man who's playing an unconsecrated song, you can probably play a spirit in. Because if I could play one out, the inference is you can play one in. So watch this, hallelujah. And there ain't even lyrics in this one. Because you're talking about, I ain't listening to the lyrics, just the beat. But even the beat coming from the composer whose heart's not right will affect you. The reason David plays with his hand and stuff happens is because his heart is right. Are you in this place, church? Oh, God. If I had time, I'll take you to 2 Chronicles 20, where Jehoshaphat is going to war, and he says, put the singers in the front. This is how you go to war. <laughs> With worship in your mouth. The walls of Jericho came down, hallelujah, because they walked around the walls and put the trumpeteers and the singers in the front. Are you hearing what I'm saying in here? If you're blessed, shout glory. glory. I got about three minutes. You got room for some more? Can I, get, can I just get, can I give you some Bible? Some, can I give you some Bible? Can I give you, can I give you seven Hebrew words for praise and worship? Seven Hebrew words for praise and worship. And you might want to write these down. Amen. The first, the first word is the word halal. You familiar with that word? Halal. Watch this. It means to boast foolishly and to make a show of it. This is for the person who thinks they don't take all that. Don't get mad at me when I give God a halal praise because you don't even know the cost of the oil in my alabaster box anyway. I have to break it and give him everything. When I give God everything, it's going to look like a halal. It's going to look like, it's going to look foolish, but I don't care. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's the kind of praise David gave God when he brought the the Ark of the Covenant, back into Jerusalem. He praised him so crazy that the Bible says articles of clothing started falling off his body. It was to the point where, watch this, he gets in the house and his wife said, man, what are you doing? You're just making a fool out of yourself out there. Do you know how ridiculous you look and how ridiculous you made me look? And I'm paraphrasing, but he looked at her and said, woman, I ain't dancing for you. 
And if you thought this was something, tomorrow I'll become even more undignified because I was dancing for him. And I don't care what nobody thinks, the presence is back. Hey, and as long as I got his presence in my life, I'll look the fool at the expense of you criticizing how I praise God. I know what it is to be without his presence, and I just got his presence back. I'm going to give God a halal praise. I wish I had somebody in here that wasn't scared and would give God a halal praise for the next 60 seconds. No, no, no. He said, foolish. You look foolish when you praise halal. You don't look cute. You don't just throw your hands up. You look foolish. Woo! Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. I'm taking up my last couple of minutes. The second Hebrew word is thilah. Thilah. It means to praise vocally in song with shouts for the individual that says too loud with shouts I can, show you, I can show you that throughout the scriptures and if you've been part of this series we showed you scriptures where God likes it loud amen somebody and so watch this you know I got to the place in my life where I'm not interested in whether you like it or not I'm interested in whether he likes it or not and if he likes it loud, don't sit next to me. <laughs> Find somebody else to sit next to. Because if you sit around me, man, I got the kind of praise that will leave my cell and go into your cell and set you. Break your chains. I, how many of you were here for that? Oh, God, help me in here. The third one is what they refer to as a Zamar praise. A Zamar praise is a praise with a stringed instrument. Oh, it's like what David gave God in the presence of King Saul. He didn't even say a word. He just played with his hand. A Zamar praise. And demons ran out of the place. Oh, God, help me in here. Are you in this place, church? Don't underestimate the power of what the musicians do when they're up here. Because when they play with their hands and their lives are consecrated, demons flee so that you can receive. Ah. Ah. Watch this. The next one, you know it very well. It's a hallelujah praise. I said it's a hallelujah praise. It is, oh God, help me in here. The, the highest kind of praise. It is, watch this, it's a call, it's a calling out or a crying out for a multitude to enter in. When I shout hallelujah, what I'm saying is everybody get in this with me. God, help me in here. Are you hearing this preacher? I got to hurry. Watch this. The next one is a yada praise. Yada, I like the way that sounds. Hallelujah. It's a yada. It is to lift or throw your arms upward in praise and surrender. And so you, you got to understand if you're in this place that when you see us do what we do, we're not just doing stuff to do it. We're doing Bible. When we throw up our hands and we open up our mouths and we give adoration and praise unto God, we're giving God his worship the way he likes it. Yada. Watch this. The next one is called Toda. And Toda, hallelujah, watch this, is when we sing praises together. 
as one community in harmony. And the idea is for everybody to hear each other's voice. I don't just want to hear myself when I praise. I want to hear you. And you ought to want to hear me. And together we are hearing each other give God one sound. One sound. The last one is Shabbat. It's a Shabbat. Hallelujah. Watch this. And it is to reach out with affection to God or for God so that you can feel his hold on you. And so you wonder why I praise God the way I do? I praise biblically. How about you? I praise the way the Bible tells me to praise. Satan had it twisted. That's why God, watch this in Isaiah 14 and 11, said, Your pomp is brought down to Shoel, and the sound of your stringed instruments, the maggot is spread under you, and worms cover you. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you weakened the nations. With the sound of your stringed instrument, watch this, because of your pomp. Because while everybody else worships with their heart, you sang with pride. And how many of you know that pride comes? And so you fell. Show me Psalm 32 and 7. Can I have five more minutes? Five more minutes. I got to get this out. Hallelujah. Five more minutes and we will be out of here. I'm there. Watch this. Now you didn't listen to this text. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from what? From trouble. But let's look at it contextually. How? Why? How? Thou shalt come past me about with songs of deliverance. God, help me in here. Hallelujah. So you need to understand that the psalmist is testifying that God protected me by surrounding me with songs of deliverance. And so it matters what you're listening to. Hallelujah. Watch this. If I get around me songs of deliverance, I'm protected. So what's the inference? If I start listening to songs that are not of deliverance, hallelujah, I come out of the hedge. And I'm unprotected. The, and he's saying the enemy's after me and would have got me. But God surrounded me with, with music, hallelujah, that has the power to deliver. What songs are surrounding you? Because that will determine the kind of protection you're walking in. In this place, Hallelujah. Watch this, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 14 and 15 said this, So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my mind. Watch this now. And I will sing with my spirit, and I will sing with my mind. I'm trying to tell you that music is not just natural. It's spiritual, hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And it has spiritual implications, hallelujah. Show me 2 Kings 3.15, this is my last text, I promise. 2 Kings 3.15. Hmm. Now let me set this up before we close. Now, there was a country called Moab. And Moab was paying tribute to the king of Israel. I'm giving you 1 through 14 in a nutshell. Okay. Moab was paying tribute to Israel. But a day came 
where Moab decided, you know what? I ain't paying you no more. I ain't giving you no tribute no more. So the king of Israel, watch this, who according to this chapter was not as bad as his father, but was bad. <laughs> there are levels of badness, right? So watch this. He wasn't seeking the Lord. So watch this. He gets upset when he finds out that Moab is not going to pay him tribute anymore. So he gets, watch this, the king of Judah, which is Jehoshaphat at the time. Amen. And then he gets the king of Edom. And all three of them get together and they decide they don't have a vigil. They should have had a vigil first. They don't have a prayer meeting. They just decide we're going to go to Moab and we're going to make them pay. Right? So here's what happens. Seven days into the journey, they run out of water. And so now you're in a desert and there's no water and you're going to confront the enemy at any minute. Isn't that something? So watch this. They are in a drought, and then one of them says, it's the king of Jehoshaphat, I mean the king of Judah, which is Jehoshaphat, says, is there not a prophet that we can inquire from the Lord? And so it's amazing to me, and you need to understand this, okay, because I don't care where you're at, I don't care what side of the planet you're at, I don't care what desert you find yourself in, God has always got somebody in the vicinity with a word. So watch this. King Jehoshaphat says, I know a guy. His name is Elisha. And he washed the hands of Elijah. And so they determined the Lord is with him. And the word of the Lord is with him. So they go to him. And when they go to him, watch this. And they say, we need a word from the Lord. The, the prophet says, what have I to the king of Israel? What have I to do with you? He said, go to your mama and daddy's prophets and get a word from them because they were worshiping idols. Go to their gods. Go to those false prophets and get a word for your destiny and get some direction from them. And then the king of Israel said, I knew it. I knew it. We have come out here and the Lord has led us out here so that we could die in the hands of the Moabites. And so the... <laughs> The prophet, frustrated, because even the prophet can get frustrated. Even the preacher could get upset. Watch this. He said, Ooh. He said, let me just say something to you right now. If it wasn't for the presence of King Jehoshaphat, who is the king of Judah, I wouldn't even talk to you. But because I regard this man, I'm going to give you the word. Now, now, this is what you need to catch. Jehoshaphat is the king of Judah. Judah means praise. You better catch this. Watch this. Normally, I wouldn't even talk to you. But because you brought with you a praiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. You need to catch what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Because you could be having a bad day and can't get you a praise. Or go through a bad season and not be able to praise. But I'm going to submit to you that even when you go through your bad season and you can't praise God, make sure you hang out with somebody who can. Sometimes when you, got, when you can't praise, you just need to know somebody who does. And so watch this. He says, because you have a praiser with you, I'm going to give you the word. And then, which leads me to my text. The next thing he says is, 
all right, I'm a little bit frustrated. And when, I, and when you're frustrated and upset, you can't get in the presence of God. So I need something to make me bow. So he says, but now bring me a minstrel. In essence, bring me a musician. One translation says. And so he says, watch this. Because I can't bring you what you need without a sound from heaven. Play something for me, stretch. Hallelujah. Show me the next verse. And he said, thus saith the Lord. Wait, wait, go back to 15. Now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played. When the minstrel played, the hand of the Lord came upon him. Watch this, watch this. His gift was activated when he started hearing the right thing. And so I want to submit to somebody in this place today. If you're wondering why your gift has not been activated, I need you to ask yourself this question. Have you been listening to the right thing? Are you hearing this preacher? Some of you ain't flowing in your gift because you're not listening to the right stuff. Saul's spirit left when he started listening to the right stuff. If the attack of the enemy, the oppression of the enemy ain't leaving you, ain't leaving your house, let me ask you a question. What are you listening to? It matters. It matters what you're listening to. Let me read the rest of that real quick. Put that back up there. We're closing. But now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. Watch this now. And he said, thus saith the Lord, make this valley full of dishes. In other words, make room for what's coming. Woo. God, don't waste his stuff. Make room for what God is getting ready to release. Watch this. For thus saith the Lord, ye shall not see wind, neither shall ye see rain, yet the valley shall be filled with water that you may drink, both ye and your cattle and your beasts. You're in a desert. You started out wrong. You found yourself in a, in a very dry place. And the word of the Lord comes and says, make room for what I'm about to release. Watch this. And then he basically says, don't look for it. I don't know who I'm talking to. Whew. But in this season, what you need is coming from nowhere. But it is coming. 
I know that almost doesn't make sense. Hallelujah. He said, you're not going to see rain. You're not going to see wind. It's not going to come from an expected place. It's going to come out of nowhere. God, help me in here. And if you know the story, hallelujah. For thus saith the Lord, you shall not see wind, you shall not see rain. Yet the valley shall be filled with water that you may drink both ye and your cattle and your beasts. Next verse. And this is what a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will deliver thee, deliver the Moabites also into your hand. Listen. I'm going to make resources come from unexpected places. What you need for your ministry, what you need for that marriage. My God, hallelujah, you don't hear what I'm saying. The, the healing is going to come out of nowhere. The resources are going to come out of nowhere. The feelings that were lost are going to come back out of nowhere. Suddenly, hallelujah, the whole place is going to be full of water and I'm going to deliver the enemy into your hands and this is easy for me this is easy you think it's impossible God said and this is easy for me making water come hallelujah out of a rock making resources come from unexpected places that's easy for me it's easy for me I know we're leaving we're leaving To make a long story short, I won't read the rest. To make a long story short, the Bible says the water came. Most of the time we'll look up at the clouds and the wind. There were no clouds and there was no wind. The water came supernaturally. What God's getting ready to do in your life is not natural. He said the water came by way of Edom. Now, hear me, hear me. I'm shutting it down. Hear me. Edom was the third king so you have the king of Israel and it names him you have the king of Judah and it names him but we never get the name of the king of Edom the text never mentioned the name of the king of Edom but it does say that the water came by way of Edom and I don't know who you are in this place but let me prophesy to you for a moment what's coming into your life next God's going to use no names to bring it to you. you you're going to be looking for a big name and it's not going to be a big name it's going to be a no name how many of you know that God could use a widow that's on her last meal to feed a man throughout a famine I'm going to use a no namer to get you what you need in this season and God said and it's easy for me <laughs> it's easy for me you're wondering how is it going to happen God this is crazy this is too difficult and God said this is going to be easy for me and you might be in here and you might say oh my God how is it that this amazing thing happened to these people they were messing up they didn't even counsel God they went on their own they found themselves in a dry place and now all of a sudden the place is full of water and the enemy's going to be delivered into their hands I don't get it I get it everything changed when they got in worship everything changed when he said get me a minstrel and the minstrel began to play everything changed
you better worship I said you better worship you better sing hallelujah it's not optional hallelujah sing unto the Lord all ye people hallelujah sing unto the Lord a new song hallelujah do I got any praises in the house stand to your feet hallelujah we're getting ready to